Welcome to CO Interviews, a production of Gorecom in which we take the time to speak with small cap executives about what's going on at their companies. With us today, happy to have them because that's so much going on with this company and the market's been loving them. Stephen McCauley, CEO of Empire Clinics, trades on the CSC under the stock symbol CBDT. And for our friends in the US on the QB under EPWCF and for our friends in Europe on Frankfurt under 8EC, Normally, I go through all the data for the year, but all we know, all we got to know is that all the KPIs have doing nothing but going up since Q4 of 2019, visits, revenues, acquisitions, partnerships, you name it. Uh, and after an incredible December of news, we got Steve on so we can kind of recap everything, catch our breath a little bit because there's so much going on. Steve, welcome back live from Whistler. Uh, thank you, George. Appreciate it. Uh, happy holidays to you and your family, of course. Yeah, likewise. And uh, that's why you're talking to us from Whistler, which is great. The fact that you're on a bit of a family hiatus for a couple of days and you're tuning in shows, you know, how much how much you love doing this and talking to everybody. Uh, you had an incredible December of news so far, right? And we're here on the 21st of December. Um, but the stock really started coming to life in October and has now taken on a life of its own. So what is it that you think investors finally figured out about Empower? Well, we have been working very hard. Uh, this is not kind of an, an overnight sensation here. Um, we've Definitely been working not. so hard for a long time. And one of the things that I really focused on in second quarter, third quarter, leading into fourth quarter was making sure that we were figuring out how to drive liquidity in our stock. So we weren't getting a lot of price movement um, early on, but we started to really ramp up liquidity. And the other thing that we did is we worked very hard on getting our messaging for our future, you know, our vision, our mission lined up. And I think what happened and what clicked with our uh, investors and new investors is that our direction finally met the market where the market wants us to be. And yeah. uh, I felt that we weren't doing a quality enough job previously in our communication style or the way we talked about our vision. And that disconnect had to be fixed. So we worked on that. We worked on a refresh of our brand. There's a new investor relations deck. There's a new corporate website. We're getting great feedback on that. And that'll carry us into the new year. And then there'll be more updates coming from there. And so I think uh, the other thing, there's some technical, uh, almost like limitations holding this back. And it was really um, more capital markets. And that was, there's kind of a bubble blocking our stock in and around eight cents, eight and a half, nine cents, that kind of range. Yep. You looked out past that number. If we were able to kind of pierce through that bubble, then it was kind of smooth sailing. And, and that's exactly what happened to us just over two weeks ago. Um, and we, we got a great pop through at that price point a couple of Fridays ago. We hit 14 and a half cents, closed at 13. We woke up Monday morning that following week, the next trading day, and it went ballistic, you know, and we, we were up 100 and closed up 130% on the day, traded the better part of 100 million shares. And we went on that week, uh, we're the number one traded stock on the CSE um, with just massive liquidity. And thankfully that liquidity has um, stayed and we're still seeing our average daily trades very high. 
even, you know, our slower days are in the tens of millions. And uh, so, you know, markets like um, liquidity, they like volatility. And I think that we're continuing to execute. And again, we're meeting the market where the market wants us to be. Yeah, and look, uh, there, uh, and another way of looking at it too, just in a more simple way for open at home is um, the market didn't know about the, everything was on the upswing since Q4. And there's always a lag like that, right? There's a lag. I mean, Warren Buffett became the richest man in the world from buying companies like Empower at five cents when he saw Q4, Q1, Q2, you know, revenues climbing, 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 and the market just didn't catch on. So I think finally people started doing their homework. Uh, and once they started doing the homework, they realized, hold on, we got a Six Sigma CEO here running a company in the health and wellness space, clinics, that's that's just taken off. We got to jump on this. So yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'm uh, I'm glad to see that the market's kind of caught up to uh, it's the expectation of the company. You put out five big pieces of news uh, since the last time we spoke and pretty much in the month of December. So I'm going to go in reverse chronolo chronological order because I'm going to save the best for last, which is the acquisition. But let's kind of go through them because there's partnerships in there. There's products in there. There's financing in there. Everything that a great small cap needs to, to bake a great cake, right? It's all, all yeah. the ingredients. So let's start off with API, a API Pharma first. That was in early December. Uh, just give one a quick rundown, update of that uh, again, and then where that's at. Yeah, so we, we talk, API Pharma is a, a, a pharmaceutical company in the U.S. based in, um, in Florida. Um, they are a producer of uh, COVID tests, uh, manufactured test kits, um, uh, rapid antibody, rapid antigen. And uh, these test kits are CE approved, FDA, um, EUA um, approved. And we actually helped support um, uh, API submitting its Health Canada uh, application for its rapid antigen test. And I'm personally the Canadian uh, registered correspondent for that. And I can confirm that Health Canada has received that application and they provided me the official Health Canada application number. And I know there's a lot of dialogue going on with uh, Dr. De Janeiro, who is the uh, principal behind uh, um, API Pharma. One thing I do want to touch on is I'm getting a lot of inquiries recently from uh, uh, interested um, investors and shareholders saying, hey, we can't see Kai Medical on the FDA or I can't see API Pharma on the FDA, you know, what's going on? You know, I'll, what I'll do to support that. So the, the API test kits are not named API Pharma with the FDA. They're in fact called Horizon you know, something, something, something. So um, I, I think I, I, I'm going to put out maybe an email blast and, and point our followers to the exact right, you know, information so we can tie that back together. Right. People should also know that as a Kai Medical Laboratory, as a, as a certified, high complexity certified lab is not governed by the FDA. In fact, it's regulated by CLIA. And so our novel assays that we're creating to um, run our PCR tests or run our new saliva tests or run the new Chi ABC PCR tests, we don't have to submit those to the FDA. Um, we have to document them and have them available for audit by CLIA. Um, it's proprietary information and we might partner with a, an FDA certified COVID testing kit with our processing assay 
and the two come together. So we're not likely to see Chi Medical Laboratory with registered with the FDA for right. COVID-19 test kit. It just doesn't work that way. So uh, generally speaking, um, things are going very well with API. Um, they're also going to be helping us with um, the um, uh, packaging um, of our new Chi Medical Saliva Test Kits. Um, so there's a, a really good partnership there that goes beyond just one or two uh, test kit uh, test kits. And we're currently selling the you know our uh, API rapid antibody, rapid antigen test through Chi Medical Laboratory and also through Sun Valley Health as well out of Arizona. And and I know it's early, but uh, how are sales going? And more than it's not the number yet, but it's more uh, how's consumer acceptance? How, how's the customer acceptance of the product uh, in the early? Yeah, moment? you know, and in fact, I was looking at uh, numbers uh, from the lab a little bit earlier today. I get a weekly um, update on volumes, and we're just continuing to see weekly numbers uh, jump significantly. Like, like the week over week is just getting bigger. The month over month is substantially larger. And um, we're getting, you know, I mean, it, it's almost anecdotal, but the, like the walk-up traffic at the medical laboratory, um, there's cars around the parking lot, you know, trying to come in to get their tests done. Man, and, you, know, you guys got to grab some video of that and post on Agoracom for everyone to see. Yeah. That would be pretty powerful to see that. Yeah, and so you know, sadly, um, the the cases you know throughout the United States are, you know continue to be extremely high, um, and the requirements for testing you know certainly are uh, very strong consumer demand. But we're also seeing more and more businesses of all sorts, private enterprise, public enterprise, recognizing that they have a responsibility to their employee base to provide testing, um, and it is not connected to the concept of having a vaccine starting to come to market or not is you know we're not going to be anywhere near herd immunity if ever because you need to be 60 per 70 percent of the population to be fully vaccined to even have the, the principles of herd immunity taking place sure. and anecdotally in canada you know we can barely get 20 percent of our population to do a flu shot each year uh you know the chances of us getting there um are are probably fairly low and there is not a direct correlation between vaccine counts going up and tests going down. That is not the case. Society can't get back to travel, can't get back to work, can't stay at work unless there are testing protocols and contact tracing protocols that are partnered up and working together to solve enterprise problems. So our test, uh, we're bullish on testing demand going forward in the years ahead, not the weeks and months, but years ahead. And we're continuing to uh, look for other accretive uh, lab acquisitions, both uh, in the US and now in Canada, um, by virtue of um, our recent uh, announcement about our momentum health acquisition of medical clinics. Should I be inferring from that and tell me if I'm wrong inferring, but should I be inferring from that if you're looking for other accretive acquisitions of other of other labs around the country and maybe even Canada that uh, Kai, uh, you can foresee the day when Kai kind of reaches capacity or close to capacity and that you'll that you'll need that on standby. You don't want to just scramble for it. Yeah, so I, I think it's it's uh, it's two, twofold. It's that um, anticipating that that's coming and trying to get ahead of it. What I don't want to wow. be, I don't want to be in a position where we've got, um, we've maxed out on our capacity at Kai, 
and then we're scrambling to try to figure out how to cover that capacity and we're losing accretive revenue opportunities yeah, yeah. so we are looking and then the, the second piece of that is geography um we are low chi medical is located in dallas texas it's on central time zone it's somewhat south i need to start looking at west coast opportunities east coast opportunities uh in order to have disbursement of of demand that's coming so and we do know that uh, particularly in Southern California, there's such a, a high demand for our film and television productions. Uh, I know that if we were, uh, if we could find the right opportunity at the right valuation and deal structure, um, we could actually, we could keep that capacity levels high um, because of our experience already with film and television and being able to have very fast turnaround times uh, because of a local presence um, would seem to make sense for me. But devil's advocate, would it be far more expensive now to acquire labs like that because demand supposedly is high or or do they do a lot of those does george's lab in los angeles not have the marketing the kind of partnerships you have to to keep busy and maybe more more willing to sell at a more reasonable price yeah i think i think there is something there i mean you're going to have situations where uh maybe a transaction um on the surface might be okay but you know we're not going to overpay let's put it that way you know I, i'm just it's not my approach um we will we will work as hard as we need to work to find um the appropriate opportunity or opportunities um we'll always endeavor to put the best deal structure together possible um, we have much more leverage um where we are right now we've got a market cap that's going to be approaching 100 million dollars and uh, we have, you know, thank currency. Your stock is now currency. Well, we've got we've got the currency, the stock at at a, at a strong valuation, but we've also got a lot of cash, and um, you know, so it gives me the ability to really, you know, navigate some very you know good deal structures. Uh, you know, I'm in a much stronger position uh, of negotiating transactions than ever before. So I, I want to make sure, you know, for all of our shareholders that that you know I'm taking recognizing that that you know I, I've got that responsibility and the entire team does um, to deliver more continued accretive acquisitions to really build the scale of this company uh, for the future and for larger markets in the future. The Kai saliva test. Uh, I'm not sure if that was kind of kind of covered with what you said earlier, but it it did. I'm going to read it here. Kai will be launching an FDA approved at home work saliva COVID nineteen RT PCR test, a saliva test, on December fifteenth. Has that launched? And I know it's only six days, so there's no way we're going to ask for. It. But what I will ask for is, what are you going to do about distribution? What's your marketing plan to to make that a success? You bet. So there's there's a number of things. So yeah, the 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 program has launched. Um, our first shipments are all internal um, through to our Sun Valley partners, um, so that we can you know work the bugs out um, on our distribution plans. Um, we are working on upgraded packaging. Um, we're doing a brand refresh right now for Kai Medical as well in support of where that's going. Um, we have existing clients, the film and television clients, the other commercial uh, clients that are all switching to the new saliva PCR test because the uh, format of specimen collection is, is so much uh, so less intrusive yeah. and you don't need a uh, med tech 
um, or a technical party to administer the specimen collection. So there's going to be a lot of benefits to this. There's a lot of shift. Um, we also secured a domain called kaitests.com. We're building out an e-commerce uh, uh, website um, for our at-home test uh, products. And we will continue to add to those products in the future. So you think of um, female health, male health, a variety of at-home uh, laboratory-based tests that can be completed. Um, we'll add those in time as well. But our biggest demand right now will be for our uh, various COVID-19 tests that can be sent to a home, sent to a place of business, sent to a hospital or a care home for self-administration of the specimen, our self-collection of the specimen, and then sent back to Kai Medical Laboratory for processing. And that's just in the United States, correct? That's just in the United States at this time. That's correct. All right. And that's a, and that's a massive market anyway. So yeah, I yeah. can't wait to see how you guys do when you, when you guys apply your marketing tactics, your CRM and all that to because I think that's going to be a, a big success and people are all ready to home kind of doing, I can feel them doing back of the napkin math. He was looking for the labs and yeah. Kai and Kai saliva just going and, you know, I can see the numbers just turning now. It's crazy. <clears throat> um, one thing that's going to, one thing that's going to potentially, you know, take up capacity or, or have you looking for other creative labs around, around the country is our partnerships. Uh, and the one I'm talking about specifically in reverse chronological is the partnership with Simply Flying and Loop Insights, the travel bubble, uh, almost a little mini consortium that you put together. Yeah. I mean, that was incredibly exciting because Simply Flying, uh, look, we know who Empower is, we know what who Loop Insights has been with. And then and then you add Simply Flying in there, which looks like the number one consultant to aviation companies around the world. And that has success written all over it. Where are you guys uh, at with that? Because we always we're hearing more and more in the news that certain airports, certain airlines, everyone's starting to get something done. Where are you guys at? Yeah, so I think I want to touch on, on Loop Insights first. You know, um, the team over uh, Rob Anson, their CEO, and and I um, have become very good colleagues. We we're in communication uh, literally every day, and we are um, working on completing a. a, a uh, an API with the Loop Insight system. So this is connecting the Chi Medical Laboratory, it's called an LIS system, laboratory information system that sends out the lab, the test results to, you know, to the patient, to the consumer. Um, we are connecting through API directly to uh, Loop Insights to advance these partnerships that we can do with Loop. Um, so that we can streamline the either negative results or the positive result directly to the back end wallet uh, technology of uh, Loop Insights. And boom, and then, it's right there on my phone. And, and it's now in, in the wallet uh, pass of the user so that when they go to do a check-in, their negative result shows up in their check-in wallet pass and they can proceed through that door, whatever that door might be. Um, so that's very important for us. Adding in simply flying really brings us into this travel bubble scenario. So we're we, uh, together, the three of us are uh, working on connecting the airline relationships, connecting it to tourism, connecting to events where uh, we can all work together in the supply chain to get people traveling, to work to eliminate 14-day quarantine for us Canadians. Um, keep people safe all the way along. So you, you need 
the, the, the operational expertise of how airlines and cruise ships and tourism work, you need the uh, technical capability and AI of Loop Insights, and you need testing, and you need a variety those of those labs. You need, so I need to be able to provide at home uh, uh, saliva based PCR tests. We need to be able to provide rapid antibody tests, rapid antigen tests, and be utilized in different parts of the supply chain um, in, in these types of travel tourism bubbles. So having kind of the tripartite relationship, you know, really makes sense because we're complementary. You know, there's no conflict between what each party's, uh, party's specialty is. So all of these have been really important partnerships to nurture, put uh, MOUs together, and start the conversations with these uh, large, you know, partnerships that that are potentially out there for us going into 2021. Is there a consortium out there that's stronger than the three of you right now? You know, Empower, Loop, and Simply Flying to kind of tie that all together. Is there, is there any? That, that seems like a really formidable solution at the end of the day. Well, it does. And to answer your question directly, I don't think so. Uh, I, I, you know, there, there are a variety of different types of solutions potentially coming to market, whether there's some mobile app versions. But I got to tell you, in the analysis that we've done, um, knowing the technical capability of Loop Insights, um, what their developers have done, the, technical, the, the IT stack that they have built, uh, I think it's uh, best in class worldwide. Um, I think that we are really positioning ourselves through Chi Medical Laboratory, not just as a lab that does testing, but you know we're really a R&D group, you know, a product development group, and they are really doing some tremendous work in bringing you know novel new solutions in the testing game uh, to market. That's something that as we were going through the the due diligence and acquisition of Chi, that we really noticed. They had. The, the specimen testing capabilities and the machinery and the scientists, but boy, did they ever have some great strength with product development and R&D and credit to Yoshi Tyler, uh, the president of, of Kai Medical for really driving home the import, long-term importance of those types of initiatives beyond just doing specimen testing. Um, having Simply Flying opens up that, you know, travel tourism piece of it um, our, our partnership with Loop Insights is probably you know broader reaching because uh, it, it goes across you know virtually every industry uh, that's out there. So we'll probably see you know different types of announcements coming forward with ourselves and Loop Insights. I would presume that any kind of conversations you're having would be um, you know under NDA things. So I won't ask you about specifics, but can you give us a general indication of? Uh, how maybe discussion, how discussions or things may be going with different parties, whether it's airlines, airports, crews, anybody in the travel hospitality space. Are you, are you satisfied with, you know, the kind of conversations you've started to enter? If, if maybe you've entered any at all, because I can't assume you have. Well, there, there are, there are numerous large conversations going on. There, there are, are small opportunity right. conversations going on. And, uh, so, you know, I can't give guidance on that right now, but I can tell you that um, on behalf of Empower and our team of business development folks, whether it's, you know, um, uh, Dustin uh, Klein, who heads up our business development for the company and he's a director, or it's uh, Yoshi Tyler, or it's the efforts that, that I'm working on each day and, and our other team members, um, we are 
uh, dividing and conquering where there's a lot of major conversations going on. I know that Rob Anson and his team at Loop Insights are having numerous conversations as well. And Rob and Loop and Empower and I are having numerous joint conversations together. All right. So I think you answered yeah. better than I expected. That yeah. to that in. But so, good to know. Yeah, good. Because there is a know, sense of urgency not, out there. We're not backing off. If that, you know, that's the one thing I want everybody to know is that we understand the responsibility. Uh, we understand the importance of this time. And uh, we cannot let off the gas here. We've got to keep our positive you know, push going forward uh, so that we go come into 2021 with continued strength and momentum um, with all these various opportunities. Oh, yeah. And I think that was probably assumed by everybody, but just good to hear that uh, there are a number of great discussions that are already underway. That's, that's, that's perfect. Um, one great beneficiary of the, of the, of the stock price appreciating so rapidly with big volume and great volumes is your bank account. Uh, Cause you announced that you received about approximately $5.5 million in cash right to the account as a result of Warren exercises. First of all, I mean, you took the company over back in January of 2019 when it was a when it was a wreck, and they called you in as to save the day. And by the way, you have and then some, but you've never had. Here's a scary part: you've never had seven digits sitting in a bank account for you to deploy in your, you know, in 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 the great ways you deploy it. How does it feel, a, to have that as a cushion, and b, you know? What kind of plans do you have up your sleeve for you know how to properly deploy that money? You're not going to throw it away. We know that uh, yeah. to to really maximize the company in 2021. Well, it is is a it is a great byproduct of the uh, liquidity, uh, the volume, and and price movement that we finally picked up, and uh, we had just a really like a fire hose of inquiries um, of conversions. And I can tell you that that 5.5 that we talked about um, is now in excess of 6.8 million. Wow. And, uh, <laughs> and, and continuing and continuing. So um, I'll update the market um, probably next week uh, after the, the Christmas holidays before New Year's when kind of we get in the last trading days of the year. I think that the I think that our followers, you know, deserve to know kind of where that's settling in. So it obviously changes a lot of things. It changes our decision-making. It changes um, how aggressive we can be on growth initiatives. It changes the ability to refresh a brand, to put resources into updating Chi Medical, paying for packaging, doing R&D, providing more funds for sales and marketing initiatives to drive more traffic through our COVID-19 testing programs. It simplified anything that would have been needed to push forward with our Momentum Health Medical Clinic acquisition. And it allows me to accelerate the, um, the rollout initiatives that are planned to come behind it. Um, we are going to be as conservative as ever um, with the funds. Uh, it's, it's not a free for all. Um, every financial decision needs to be looked at and looked at closely. Um, I'm still a tough negotiator uh, on all things. 
and uh, because I, I, I feel it's, it, it is my responsibility, it's a fiduciary responsibility uh, to our shareholders, uh, to my, uh, colleague, my board colleagues, um, that we manage this responsibility um, with as much discipline, uh, foresight, and analysis. Uh, we cannot be frivolous with this. And, um, you know, markets change, you never know, things, you know, can happen. So you, you have to just remember that. But it will give us, it will give me the ability to um, be potentially more creative, um, more aggressive. We've got a much bigger market cap. We've got a much bigger balance sheet. Um, it's time to use it and really accelerate our growth. Yeah, is, there, is there, do you have a wish list? Maybe your top two or three, not necessarily in order. I'm not, you don't have to rank them, but if you had, if you had to start deploying, you know, because we all like as entrepreneurs, look, I run a Gorecom and, and, uh, and, you know, we got fi some financial resources. Great. But you always think about if I had this resource or that resource, this is what I would attack. Do you have a, what, what do you, do you have a couple of things on your wish list that you're saying, okay, now we've got 6.8 million. Um, here are the couple of things I want to do to strengthen this company that I, I maybe couldn't do three, four months ago. Yeah. And I, I mean, as you said, in, in no particular priority order, priority order, but here's some of the things that are happening. Uh, one, we have already uh, provided additional capital support to Kai Medical Laboratory um, to accelerate their initiatives, make them move faster, uh, build out an e-commerce platform that they don't have. Um, you know, uh, at, at, at com, and, uh, and then market and advertise Facebook ads, Instagram ads, radio spots, whatever would be necessary to drive eyeballs um, to that site. So that site is a placeholder right now coming soon, uh, but we are just quickly, quickly uh, doing that branding and building. So that's one that comes to mind. Uh, providing um, more advertising dollars and support to Sun Valley in Arizona to help them drive more specimen collection and traffic through their network. Um, adding uh, business development resources, um, momentum health acquisition that's just uh, just you know coming on board right now. This gives us flexibility to speed to market, uh, accelerate our clinic rollouts that I've I've been alluding to. You know we're not stopping at just the acquisition. We've got a pipeline that's getting very deep, but that takes resources. You, you've got to, you know we've got to hire team members. We've got a market. We've got a brand. We've got to open new locations. We've got tenants improvements. But all of that that additional access to capital gets us into market at a broader scale, getting greater access to patients, knowing that direct access to patients is a direct correlation to future revenues. Yeah, so, I was about to say that. What I love about all these initiatives is they all have an ROI. They're, they're, absolutely. You're going to spend a dollar to make, you know, if, you, if you're doing great marketing, you're going to spend a dollar to make two and a half dollars back. You know? Correct. Correct. And, and, the, and the demand is there. So we cannot sit idly by. Um, we are in a position where, you know, we're, we're going to have, you know, we have greater access, we have more scale than, than others now. Um, so it will be a shame for us not to uh, utilize it correctly and swiftly. Um, obviously, uh, thoughtful decisions, not frivolous decisions, but it allows us to be aggressive. I alluded to the fact that I'm, you know, uh, looking at other lab opportunities. Well, having this capital already in place, allows me to do that. I don't have to go to market uh, to further dilute in order to land some other, you know, accretive acquisition. We've got some flexibility now uh, in ways that we just simply didn't have um, three, four weeks ago. Um, 
Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm excited to see what you can do because after we talk about the last thing, Momentum Health, I want to talk about you for about a minute and a half because a lot of people don't know your background, all the new investors that were grateful that they're all here, but I want them to really understand the leader at the helm who can use this money wisely because he's done it. You're trained to do it, you've done it, uh, and you brought, you brought in power here in a shoestring budget. So I can't imagine what you're going to do in 2021. The last question is Momentum Health because that was the most recent. That's why I went in reverse chronological order and let's save the best for best. I mean, that's just a fantastic acquisition. And you can see the excitement just light up with investors because A, it comes with seven clinics. So right away, it's going to be revenue accretive. It's going to be cash flowing and all that. But what was really stunning was the... It, a lot of companies say, oh, and we're going to expand. You know, we're going to take this model. We're but you made it pretty clear that's an immediate thing that's happened. It's going to immediately expand throughout the GTA, Ontario, and then nationwide. Man, you know, what kind of plans do you have in place to become a real a real player in the uh, in this clinic and clinic space? Yeah, uh, and I th and thank you. It's it. Um, we're really pleased with the transaction. We got the definitive agreements completely signed there. Uh, the end of last week, we're wrapping up the um, the rolling uh, close uh, requirements, uh, like literally as we speak. So you know there'll be some announcements coming in the next uh, you know you know forty eight hours, let's say. And um, it if you look at the deal structure and you look at the. Um, the plans that we have with Dr. Uh, Jordan Rabinowitz and Dr. Aviv, Aviv Zimmerman, um, these are uh, two young physicians. They're, uh, they've got great entrepreneurial um, instincts. Yeah, clearly. Um, they, they've really put a nice model together. They've built a really interesting network of contacts and, and we're leveraging that. You know, I haven't been in a position to talk about that prior to getting uh, these announcements out, but as we start going through the coming weeks and months, we're going to be putting announcements out constantly. Um, we have a goal to get to in excess of 30 clinics as fast as possible um, with the team. And if you look at the um, deal structure, you'll see that um, both of the doctors have back-end incentives to achieve these milestones. Milestone one is 10 additional, milestone two is 20 additional, milestone three is 30 additional, and so on and so forth. So they're hungry for that. We've got the capital runway to support anything that we need to do um, uh, with these guys. And we're really going to push our agenda for not only our paramedical services, which is what the Momentum Health Group is right now, but also crossing over into paramedical services and figuring out how to join those up into one center or in a location um, together. Some cases standalone, some cases kind of what I call a clinic within a clinic or a clinic within a facility partner. Um, so we've got a couple of different uh, programs that we're, we're, we'll be bringing to market, but uh, you know, we're just thrilled that we could get this transaction um, to where it is um, prior to year end, get it on the books um, in 2020 and get a full year um, of that revenue stream in 2021 and beyond. Um, it's going to be nothing but accretive for us. Uh, it's, it's going to give us a foundation. It's going to give us the ability to start to accelerate our work on mental health as well, because we need, we're, we're a clinic. Uh, you know, we're, we're great at managing clinics, great at managing patients, great at managing physicians. Um, and we know that these types of services um, are so important. 
Um, we know that technology and how technology is impacting healthcare is, um, is crucially important. And you're going to see a lot more coming uh, from us uh, on that topic as we get into the uh, first quarter. And then we'll be excited to start to talk about how we add in um, our mental health, um, health and well-being uh, capabilities with, with therapists and practitioners and novel new treatment options that will be able to come to market because we have the physicians, because we have the clinics, because we have the patients, because we have the data. Um, so uh, more coming on that topic also. Yeah, and that's what makes us partnership, this acquisition, uh, almost like a partnership, right? Uh, they have this fantastic model. They've tried it, tested it, proved it. But, you know, two entrepreneurial doctors, and I know, right? We all know what it's like to try and grow and maintain your business. You're trying to grow, but try and maintain your business. It's very difficult to do. You're scrambling for money. So here comes this great partnership, this acquisition now in which, Empower is going to provide the cash it needs to expand. Plus, what people don't realize, that's what we're going to talk about now. The sales and marketing expertise, the CRM expertise, all the operational efficiencies you need to create to take something from a small business to a massive business. And it's just, it, it's, it looks like it's going to be a big winner. It's, it's clear to me it's going to be a big winner. It's only a case of degree, not a case of if. Yeah, uh, yeah, so, we, you know. yeah, we feel we're, we're very bullish on it as well. We, we, we really, I believe in uh, both the doctors, we're, we're giving them, you know, things that they just didn't really have, you know, in their arsenal at this point in time. No. And I can't wait to see what they do with the additional resources. I, oh, I look, really, they prove themselves to be really, fantastic entrepreneurs. You don't get up yeah. to the size they got to, right? You, you got to have brains, you got to have some some guts and some, and you know, some, some real work ethic. So I can't wait to see what they're going to do with you. So let's finish off with that, Steve. You got a ton of new investors. Look, just, just putting up the notice about this interview, just giving notice to everybody on one social media channel, just on Twitter. Uh, I don't, I can't even count other ones because obviously that message spreads uh, pretty quickly. There were 7,000 impressions on just that notification. So Right. The world is watching and they're definitely new people are watching. I'm going to ask you to take your humble hat off for a minute and a half because you're, I'm not asking you to brag about you, but I really want people to understand that what I see and I want you to tell them is I've been in this business for 23 years. We've had hundreds of clients, a lot of great clients, really great, smart people. And some people weren't clients who had really intelligent people work, running them and I respected them and so on and so forth. But you're the first Six Sigma CEO I've ever seen in the small cap space. And that's a pretty incredible designation. You're basically a seventh degree black belt of, you know, in, in the world of CEOs. And I, want, I, I won't take away your thunder. Talk to us about how that came about, where you got your training, the kind of, you know, the kind of projects you've led and why this why you at the helm of Empower should give all the new people at home real great optimism to watch what you're gonna do with partnerships, acquisitions, and it's almost $7 million in cash and George uh, by your side over the next couple of years. Well, thank you, George, I appreciate that. And um, you know, the, the, the Six Sigma certifications came from um, my, my many years at GE Capital and uh, it was, uh, I joined in the Jack Welsh era, was there when it converted over to the Jeff Immelt era. Um, it is a tough place uh, to get into. 
and it's tough when you're when you're there. Um, it's definitely was a hard driving culture, oh, yeah. not for everybody. But for me, um, I thrived in that culture, and uh, you you have to have thick skin. You have to work hard. I was able to secure. Um, uh, 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 they have a rating system. Um, you know, which runs from, you know, three is fantastic. It's out of five, um, you know, four less so five, you know, that you're probably getting moved out. Um, two is unreal. And, and one is, you know, um, uh, top of the top. And I was uh, fortunate to get a, a one rating in my time um, at GE. And uh, my last posting with them, I was the CEO of United Kingdom. And, you know, it just got me exposure, you know, earlier on in my corporate career and I've, I've never forgotten it and you know the whether it's cultural work ethic um, the attention to detail um, not flying at 30,000 feet trying to run your business but getting down in the details and rolling up your sleeves with your team members so you know what's going on you know, um, I watched that in my time uh, with Roger Penske at United Auto Group. I was just so fortunate to, I was uh, senior vice president of financial services for the public company. And, you know, a legendary um, icon of business. And there's, this is a gentleman who did not fly around at 30,000 feet. He was in every ounce of detail um, and uh, was so astute and so switched on and had such a thirst for information. So I, you know, I have these sort of ideals and, and, and organizations and mentors in my time that I know is translating. You know, it's translating to empower where this has taken perseverance. This has taken sacrifice mm -hmm. to get to where we are not knowing what the outcome could be, but I can tell every shareholder um, as I'm now the largest shareholder is I'm not going to stop until it's done, whatever that is. And, um, and we're not there. We have a long way to go. Oh yeah, we're, th we're three to five years from where it ultimately lands. Yeah, but, I mean- But you've been there. That's what, you're not, you're not, hey, you're not George who's okay, good entrepreneur has had some really good success, but I've never seen you know, respond, being responsible for the United Kingdom. I've never been under uh, a team at General Electric that is either rewarding you for greatness or showing you the door if you yeah. can't get the job done. I mean, so you've acted at the biggest, at the biggest levels under the biggest pressure cookers and come out top of the class. And yeah, I've never seen that before. And that's why, and I've, by the way, for everyone at home, I've watched it firsthand because when Steve got called in, a Gorecom guy had called in around the same time, said, this company empowers a disaster. We got rid of the management team. We brought in this Steve McCauley guy, but he's going to need help on communications because he's going to have his hands full just trying to turn around this mess. And, and I've watched it firsthand for everyone at home. And it's been, it's been so good to watch. That it's made me a better entrepreneur. It ha just by watching Steve, that, that hasn't happened often. So I want well, to say you, that. Yeah, thank you so much. I, I do appreciate that. And, um, uh, you know, always do keep in mind, however, um, I've been fortunate in the, the acquisitions that have come in, um, people that have, you know, uh, that have been able to hire and attach to us, you know, uh, Dr. Jordan and Dr. Aviv are, are two perfect examples of, you know, great young people that I can't wait to have on my leadership team, you know, helping drive this every day. So it's not just, you know, me, of course, it takes a team. 
And uh, I'm so proud of our team members and, and what they do because I just know they are sacrificing and working hard. We, we are not nine to fivers. You know, these, my days are 15 hour days um, all the time because that's what it takes right now to get it done. And so we'll keep getting it done because there's too much at stake. I see bigger markets for us in the future. I see uh, much, much higher valuations coming. Uh, we feel like we really have a clear vision of how we're getting there. Now it's execution. And that's my commitment to our shareholders and followers is continued execution. And I'm not gonna add anything to that. That was perfect. Steve, thanks so much. Thank I know you, George. You've got a couple of days of family time up there and yet you took, you know, I don't know, 45 minutes, maybe a little longer uh, to be doing this for the benefit of everyone at home. And I know everyone at home, A is gonna say, thank you, B, congratulations on a fantastic year and C, can't wait to see what you're gonna deliver in the next 12 months with all this behind you. And you know, you've got the support of everybody. Thank you so much, Steve. Thank you, George. Really appreciate it. You've been watching or you've been listening by podcast to Steve McCauley. He's CEO of Empire Clinics, as you know, trading on the CSC under the stock symbol CBDT for our friends in the US, EPWCF, and for our friends in Europe uh, on Frankfurt under 8EC. There's not much more I can say. You've watched or you've listened to what Steve had to say. Um, all you have to do now is your due diligence. Uh, if you've got questions, uh, get to the uh, get to the Empower website, take a look, do some more due diligence. And something I'm going to strongly advise, especially, unfortunately, as we're going to the holidays now and people are getting together a little less, less parties, uh, and there's going to be more time at home. Enjoy watching some, watch the last three interviews that we've done with Steve uh, to see what we've talked about, what he's talked about he'll deliver and what he's delivered. And that's probably the best due diligence you're going to do. And hopefully you discovered your next great, amazing small cap, not just for 2021, but for the next three years. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Really appreciate it. We don't take the time for granted. Have a great day. Happy holidays and Merry Christmas to everybody because we're probably not going to talk to you again uh, in the next couple of days. And uh, have a great day.